there's just a few testimonies we're just going to tell up here. Uh, actually, Fabian, you were going to tell a story, right? Were you going to share something? I think we're just going to. Do you want her now or do you want to just, we'll, she's yeah. coming up here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Come on. Come on, girl. Fabian, just um, she was in my group. Actually, my wife and her were standing up as leaders and they, they, uh, they teamed up. And it was funny because about a week before I said, man, I want to be in Fabian's group. And, and then I got to be in Fabian's group because my wife was <laughs> with her. But here you go. Watch. Well, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we, went to the, we went to the park, the festival park, because I was praying and asking the Lord where he wanted me to go. And uh, I got the impression that he wanted me to go to the festival park. And when we got there, um, I saw this lady sitting on the bench, and she was riding the bike, and she was just resting, and uh, I don't know, I just went sit next to her and started talking to her and asking about, you know, her life and what was going on in her life, you know, with this COVID virus going on, and... Uh, yeah, I, I just, I, how long did I talk to her? Two, two hours or something? An hour, an hour and a half, yeah, or so more. And um, I don't know, I just um, shared my testimony with her and how Jesus was, um, is working in my life. And um, we got a lot of uh, things that, yeah, was the same in our lives, and uh, she was born and raised Catholic, me too. And I, you know, we don't want to come, we, um, um, how do you say that? Um, say something about the Catholics, you know, it's it's all fine, but we, we, we both didn't know why Jesus died on the cross, and um, that Jesus is coming back, and um, what sin is, and all that, and... Um, um, but she gave me my te uh, her telephone number, and um, I just, you know, we're going to go get some coffee or lunch. And she was open, and um, God will do the rest. So, yeah. Check, check, check. It was wonderful. That's and, awesome. And I'm going next Sunday again. Oh, yeah. Amen. Yeah. So, so what I love about this is that it was a conversation. Yeah. You got to know her as a person. And... It wasn't a, like, you didn't lead her to the Lord right then. You didn't, but you built, you're building a relationship, and you're going to go get coffee, you're going to get lunch, and you're going to continue the conversation. Because every time you go. God is moving differently all the time. Yeah. And um, when I got saved 10 years ago, or 11 years ago, um, I was sitting in the pews, and I was like, Guys, why are you sitting here? Just go out because I was one of them. I didn't know the Lord. Amen. And since then, I, I'm, you know, whenever God gives me the chance to talk to people about Jesus, I'll do it. You do. I just do it because it's not me. And I, and I know if you, if you step out in faith and, and just the Lord will move. Amen. Yeah. Would you, good. just what you said, would you pray that over us, that yes. we would get out of the seats, that yes. we would go and the, we would step out in faith yeah. and that the Lord would move? Yeah. Good. <laughs> Thank you, Father God, for your goodness and your unconditional love by sending Jesus to die for us on the cross. And Lord, um, just give us the boldness and the love, most of all, Lord, your love in our hearts. And to see the people around us through your eyes. And Lord, just let Holy Spirit move and um, draw the people to Jesus. Prepare hearts, Father God, wherever you want us to go. And um, just prepare hearts, Father, and that people will come to know Jesus. And especially in this time, Father, that people are just searching and not only me or Everybody is searching for Jesus. There's a special place in our hearts that only you can fill. And I pray, Father God, that you would just send us out, not only on Sunday, but every day. Mm -hmm. Just, Lord, just, just stir up our hearts. And um, 
Father, that's, that's why we're here. And I pray, Father, that you would just bring in the souls in the kingdom of your dear son, Jesus. Bless, bless all the people, Father God, that are going out, all your children. And um, just, Father, boldness, but most of all, your love. And um, to step out in faith and Holy Spirit will guide us. He is our leader. I, I, I'm not a leader. I'm just willing to step out in faith, be your vessel, and the Holy Spirit will do the rest. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Fabian. You're awesome. So she doesn't seem like, like a real... I mean, if I look at Fabian, I wouldn't go, wow, she's like one of those that just is full of boldness and stuff. But when she gets out there... Like, there's such a boldness on her. She just goes out and ministers. I get, we get emails all the time. Like, I ran down two people in the King Supers parking lot and led them to the Lord. Like, um, so we don't have to actually, there's, like, she's so sweet and just comes up. So it's not like this overwhelmingness, but it's just that the boldness of Christ in you that just, there's no fear. So we just pray that we would all have that as she has that. <laughs> it's good. Well, I'll just go next because I was in Fabian's group and we were all together. Um, it was so fun also because we saw Fabian talking to her and we would talk to different people and she would keep talking to her and we would talk to different people. And, she, and so we all just started to pray for this girl that Fabian was talking to. And so this girl that Fabian was talking to had, you know, five intercessors in the park as the conversation kept going. Um, I, I got the privilege of going with my wife, and, uh, and we don't get to minister a lot together because we have seven children, and, and well, actually, we minister a ton together to our seven children. <laughs> <laughs> Different. Yeah, and um, I'll just share a short testimony about Rachel. She, she was asking the Lord the day before and just like, uh, and praying into it, and she felt the impression to buy uh, a Dutch Brothers card. You guys know Dutch Brothers Coffee? Okay, and, um, and a Target gift card. So a Dutch Brothers gift card and a Target gift card. And, uh, and she said, uh, these are my fishing hooks. So she had these fishing hooks with her. It's good to have fishing hooks if you're going fishing. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so we were walking around Festival Park because uh, Fabian just had the impression that that's where, where we were to be. And, uh, and we went into the coffee shop, got a cup of coffee, prayed for the, for the cashier. She was a believer, went to Shine Church. Uh, it was fun to connect with her. And, and, uh, and then we walked out, and Rachel just had the impression. She was like, you know what? I think we're supposed to sit on that bench, and the Lord's going to um, bring someone to us. So I had my cup of coffee, and I was like, this is great. This is the easiest evangelism I've ever done. Like, let's sit down and wait for him to come to us. No. Um, and, and as we were praying, we, you know, we're kind of praying in the spirit, just kind of waiting on the Lord. Um, I had this impression of, you know what, Dutch Brothers is kind of a, Dutch Bros Coffee is a, it's kind of a young person hangout, kind of a high school, you know, early college age. I wonder if a high schooler is going to come and sit next to us. And sure enough, not a minute, and I shared that with my wife, sure enough, not a minute later, this young girl comes and sit down, sit, sits down next to us on the bench, and Rachel just kind of, you know, got that nervous smile on her face, and was like, here we go, you know, hmm. walked over and, and told her, you know, I was praying yesterday, and the Lord uh, led me to buy a, this Dutch Brothers gift card, and I'm supposed to give it to a person today, and I feel you're that person. Can I give you, can I bless you with this Dutch Brothers gift card? And of course the girl was like, yeah, this is awesome. And then Rachel just said, uh, I'm a believer in Jesus. How can I pray for you? And this young girl opened up that she came from a large Christian family, but she was not so sure about everything and, and kind of questioning Jesus and God and figuring, just going in that season of figuring out if this is real. And Rachel got that, she just, the Holy Spirit rose up inside of her and she said, um, you know, 
I believe that the Lord sent me to you today to let you know that in your large family, God sees you and you're not hidden and you're not forgotten and you're precious to him and he loves you. And as you know, she started to speak, it just kind of started to come out and, uh, and I wasn't with her. I was still on the bench, you know, a uh, little ways away. But I just felt the, the presence of the Lord as they were talking. And I was so blessed just to even be in that part of just praying for, for my wife as she was ministering to this girl. And so she, she invited her to the youth group. She invited her, you know, to, mm. to the community. But, but it was that, uh, anyway, I think the Lord's going to use that in her life. So she was just kind of watering a seed that was already there. And that girl was trying to figure out who the Lord was in the season. So it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Can I share anything? Sure, you can. I, th- I think what we're going to, just sharing a few of the testimonies just of what God's been doing. And I think with it, maybe some, hopefully it's kind of like, Here's some things to think about as we're as we're moving forward. You know, this is not this is we're just hitting the tip of the iceberg. We're just starting into this, and I think um, we're going to learn a lot in this. Being careful that we don't create kind of programs or methods to do this, but there are um, how do you say it? I think there's like maybe some techniques, yeah. uh, but but not necessarily like it has to be done this way. The main the main technique is listen to the Holy Spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit. And we were talking about it. Just like Jesus, when he heals, he never healed the same way. Um, it's, it's always going to be a little different. And, and so never go in with a mindset of, well, if I, if I, if I do this formula, it's going to work. The, the formula, that, the only formula that works is listen to the Holy Spirit and, uh, and allow. But, but sometimes I feel like... Um, it's like, I've talked about this before, like when, you, when you're catching a wave uh, in, your, in body surfing, if you've ever body surfed, uh, before you catch the wave, you actually do have to do some paddling. And, uh, and so you see the wave and you, you, know, you start to paddle and then the wave catches you and you begin to go beyond uh, what you could actually do on your That's own. Right. You speed up and you catch that wave. But if you don't swim to start, if you don't actually do something, that wave is going to just go right over you. And, uh, and you, won't, you will never, if you're a body surfer, you realize you will never catch a wave sitting still. So you actually have to be on the move. And in the move is when the wave catches you. And I feel like it's the same thing sometimes when we step in. Like we're going in. And we don't have it all figured out. We're not like, okay, the Holy Spirit says if I do this, then there's going to be a healing, and then he's going right. to do yeah. this, and then going to prophesy this yeah. over him, and then he's going to come to Christ, and then, like, the angels are going to rejoice. And we have no idea. All we know is, oh, I, I just feel that, like, something in my heart that I'm supposed to actually talk to this guy right here. And then, and then that's, the, that's the beginning to, to swim. You know, in the, what Mike just said, like, we're learning as we do this. Something that my wife and I learned from Sunday is that uh, we kind of, we listened to the Lord together. And she had the impression of the gift card and sitting down. And I had the impression of the young girl coming up and sitting next to us. And, and it was like that team effort. And the other thing I'm learning is that, man, when you purpose with another purpose, with another person, that you're going to go share the gospel and you guys are on the same page, there's like an added boldness. There's, there's almost like for me, there's like an accountability, like I can't back out of this, you know? (laughs) When I'm by myself, I'm like, "Eh, no one knows what just went on inside that I felt like I was supposed to pray for that person and I can just deny it. But when I tell my wife, man, this is what I feel, or when I tell my friend, Roger and I went out for lunch the other day and, and we prayed before we went out to lunch and we just had the impression to go here and we felt like we were gonna minister to our waitress. Well, the fact that we just said that and vocalized that impression gave us boldness together to do it. So I think, I think listening to the Lord together in this season and, and doing it together, there's just a, it's, it's a little, it's, it's easier. He sent them out two by two for a reason. And I'm, and I'm feeling that in my life right now. Good you know? cop, bad cop, right? Good cop, bad cop. <laughs> <laughs>
Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe more teamwork. <laughs> but it's, it is, it does help because you can, like, when the other person's talking, like, if Christy and I are praying for someone, like, she'll be praying, and, and I just, I'll just start to listen, like, okay, Holy Spirit, like, and then maybe something she says, like, oh, just trigger something, yeah. and then the Lord reveals it, and so I can just tag on to that. So sometimes, you know, our minds are spinning when we're talking so much that um, it's actually just to sit back and that other person's talking, that that gives you that opportunity to hear the Lord and then, and then release it. Yeah. yeah, because hearing the Lord is, is so key, uh, as Pastor Mike was saying, like, that is the only strategy we have. We, we can't build a, a formula. And so for my group on Sunday... Uh, my wife and I, our two girls and another couple, uh, we prayed and, and I had an impression, um, not a big neon sign or a, thus saith the Lord, but I had an impression to go to a specific part of Castle Rock. And so our group headed over to Park Street and Wilcox and we felt like the Lord was going to have some people there for us. So as I'm getting my family out of the car and waiting for another couple to join us in the shade of a building because it was kind of warm, um, uh, a guy went walking by and did one of those kind of random, hey, I know you, and I didn't recognize him at all. And so I thought, okay, buddy, I'm sure you do. Because <laughs> uh, sometimes, I don't know, like depending on where you're at, like you get approached by people on the street, and they're like, oh, I know you. And you're like, okay. And they're like, can I have some money? And you're like, no. <laughs> and so my, my initial re- response was that, which is silly because we were out looking for people that we could witness to, and here's someone, like, approaching me, and he's like, ah, I know you, and I was like, yeah, I, I guess I just got one of those faces, and he's like, no, I, like, I think we work together, and I was like, I, I don't think we've worked together, because, like, I, I work here, and I know most of the people I, I work with, um, but he was like, he's like, no, where, where do you work at, and I was like, I work at the Rock Church, and he was like, oh, yeah, he's like, I've taken my kids there to youth group, which, all of a sudden, I realized, oh, he does know me, like, <laughs> because I have worked with the youth, and, and I didn't recognize him at all, but he, he knew me, and I was like, so what's going on, man? How are you doing? And, and we started to talk, and he, and the Holy Spirit was just on the conversation that uh, he started to open up about some issues that he was going through and some difficulties he was facing, and, uh, and, and we, got to, we got to pray with him, and it was really, really special, and it was the kind of moments where as I'm praying, I'm hearing myself pray, and I'm thinking, oh, this is a good prayer. Like, like the Holy Spirit is, is speaking. And you're shocked. You're yeah, like, and I'm shocked. What? Yeah, because I'm like, ah, oh, I didn't remember these verses, and I didn't think of these things to say, and I don't have this wisdom or this eloquence. And it was really like, but because I had stepped out, because I had opened my mouth, the Holy Spirit began to fill it. And so I'm praying for him, and, and with kind of a, a boldness, not a timid prayer of, well, I hope that God does something for you, but really like, you know, declaring like the truths of God and you can walk in freedom and the power of the Holy Spirit is real and he's going to invade your life. And so praying these things over him and he's being really touched and he's, he's enjoying it. And so while me and, and Sean are doing this, um, our wives uh, found this other guy that had kind of approached them like, oh, what are you guys, you know, because they're just hanging out. And so they start to talking and they get to praying for him and it's really special for him because he doesn't, doesn't really know the Lord, has heard of God and kind of knows in generalities that Christianity exists, but doesn't have a relationship with the Lord. And so they start telling about the goodness of Father God and, and his love. And so it ended up being an incredible opportunity for us. And it was just one of those things that we showed up and I hadn't even, like, I, I was still thinking in steps. Like, okay, we're going to go here and then I'm going to regroup with my group and then we're going to pray some more and then you know, then we'll go walking around and the Lord will highlight. And, and the Lord disrupted my plan and was like, no, no, no. I just, as soon as you get there, they're hungry and the fish are, are jumping in the boat. And, um, and so it was really neat. But it changed, it challenged my perspective of, I think I know what I'm doing. And the Holy Spirit has his own plan. Like he's already orchestrating things for us, putting us at the right place at the right time, putting us on the bench a minute before yeah. the person we need to meet, putting me just outside the car to meet someone in the parking lot who was walking, headed somewhere, but had a moment in that moment to stop and talk. Had I met up with him a later part of the day, it might have been a different story. He might not have had the time or, you know, might not have been able to stop and chat. But we were able to, to talk for 20, 30 minutes and pray with him. And so it was really great. That's good. I, I think sometimes we go out fishing and, like, man, it's like, pff, there's nothing. And then sometimes... God, like, puts the fish 
on the hook. <laughs> it says, here it is. All you got to do is reel it in. And I think that's good. Like, even like, you know, you're looking over here, and he's like, oh, no, I already got, he's already on there. Like, all you have to do is just, <laughs> not just talk to him. So, so good. Hello. Uh-huh. There you go. I was going to say good morning. It's not morning. You know, time good is kind of Good morning somewhere. Yeah, I was thinking here. We had several um, opportunities, I guess, on Sunday with um, our kids and our family and a couple other people that joined us. But I was thinking of what to share. And I felt like at the beginning of our, we went out to Denver um, to minister up there. And, and so I want to encourage everyone as they're kind of talking about asking the Lord and asking the Lord together. Um, Sean and I, my husband prayed the night before and asked the Lord, where should we go? Where do you want to send us? So I just want to encourage everyone as we plan to go out on Sunday again, just, you know, take some time. We ask the kids also to ask the Lord. So I'm always really trying to find a way to build their spiritual muscles and practicing how to hear God's voice always. And the Lord loves to confirm to us. I'm always, I was telling one of the ladies that was with us that it just never gets old, right? It never gets old when daddy knows what you were asking him and he answers in a way that you know that he hears you and he sees you. Um, So I just want to encourage you with that throughout the, even this week, even tonight, you know, start asking him where you should go and ask your kids, if you have kids, um, to ask the Lord also. And then it's so fun as you all hear similar, I can promise you that will happen. And so just again, building their spiritual muscles and how do they hear God? Um, they could hear a name or whatever it is. And so we felt like we should go to Denver. So we did that. And, um, a couple from Bridgeway joined us and a mom joined us that I had never met here. That's part of our family. And so that's the second thing that I wanted to encourage everyone that sometimes maybe the mission that he sends us on, it could be someone in our church family. It could be someone right here that you've maybe never actually connected with. And this could be the time where you connect with them and hear their heart and uh, it was such a blessing. I asked her if she wanted to drive on the way there. So here I go with my girls and, you know, in her car. And she just poured out her heart. So I felt like we were able to minister to her heart too, which was so sweet. And I thought, I really told my girls that I think it would have taken years of us maybe sitting somewhat close to each other here in the sanctuary to have that connection and hear her heart and where she's at with her family, with her her daughter, and then it did in just that time driving there. So that could be the mission that God gives you next Sunday of whoever you're in a group with. So um, maybe just be asking the Lord, you know, as to that and be open to that it might be that. Um, I also thought that it could be as we go out here and we say, okay, go out. You could go out to lunch with your family and hear the Lord say, call your mom, call your dad, call that person that you're not connected with, that you need reconciliation with. Like we we really got to think outside of the box as to like, I'm on mission and it has to look a certain way. It could be that because the Lord cares about all of those beautiful things. So those are just um, a couple things. Yeah. That's good. I'll, I'll just share something here that are two things. One, we talked about this um, on Sunday night, shared it. Uh, John down there went with this guy and uh, my wife and uh, I think she's in the back there, but uh, Dawn, is Dawn back there? There she is. <laughs> so um, it was Dawn and John and myself, Christy and our kids and, and uh, we, we were planning to go up and, and meet the group up in Denver and uh, just I feel like maybe a lesson learned in this is something that we learned in this is we, you know, we're on the destination to get up there. And, and I think it is good. Pray, ask the Lord where you're supposed to go. Um, but then be aware of what God is doing in the moment. Uh, because sometimes we get like, just like Andrew was like, okay, you know, he's like focused, like 
here we go, we're going to be ministering to somebody, and then, oh, this guy's bothering me. He's asking me questions. <laughs> like, no, that's actually the guy you're supposed to minister to. And, uh, and it's a similar situation, I think, when we, you know, we had to stop off. We, um, uh, we had two cars, and, and they needed, Don needed to get gas, and so uh, we were like, oh, man, we're running late. And so we pull off at the gas station, we run in to get some waters, and we're, uh, we're getting gas, and... Uh, and this is where the Holy Spirit wanted us to be in that moment. And all of a sudden, um, like, it, it started with a simple gesture of, of somebody needed some money to get their cat. And John runs over to the ATM and he pulls out some money and, and gives it to her. And, and she's working there and it just it blows her away. And, uh, but then I think, I know um, John was coming along with me and I think he felt that like, you know, like, we got to move on. We got we to gotta, we gotta get to the next place. And so they came out and it was like, and they told me what happened. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. Well, let's, let's go back in and just pray for her. And yeah, so, we, so we, we go back in and, and we're going to pray for her. And then um, somebody was trying to check out. And so we couldn't pray for her. So we ended up going and just talking to this other guy. And I uh, just started saying hello to him and then was like, hey, can we just pray for you? And so we start praying for him, and, and in that, um, just realized, like, it's, it was just, oh, hey, you got some pain, like, in your body, up in your shoulders or something. And he had shoulder pain, and we got to pray for that. And, uh, and he was, like, I wouldn't say 100% healed, but he's like, wow, like, it's a lot better. It was, um, and then all of a sudden, the Lord just showed me something that going on in his life right now. And I said, is this happening right now? And he was like, yes, it is happening. And uh, so got to pray into that. The Lord showed us some things about that. And then out of that just was like, do you know Jesus? Do you? And it, what had happened is the door had been opened. The opportunity was there. And, uh, and he's like, I don't know Jesus. And I was like, well, do you want to know him? And he said, yes, I do. Got to just, we just got to lead him to the Lord right there. Wow. He wasn't the guy that, so first of all, we weren't intending to even stop except to just grab gas and go. Then we get in there. He wasn't the guy we went in to pray for. It was the girl, the, the lady that we meant to pray for. He was just kind of the, 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 the waiting in between. And here he is. He gets healed. He, a word that, uh, that I think is going to really change the trajectory of th some things in his life right now. And then the big one is he accepted Christ right there. I got his, we got his number and gets the text back and forth and, and just kind of encourage him in this time now. But it's like... It wasn't planned. It wasn't the intent. And then out of it, then we got to pray for the, the lady that, uh, that John gave the money to. And, um, and she was very open. Anytime, you know, you give money to someone, usually people are much more, it just kind of opens the door like, well, yeah, you can pray for me. You just blessed me. Um, and so in that, she actually recommitted her life to the Lord. And here's the thing I felt. You could feel the presence of the Lord like right over that place. And, and I felt even, and I didn't tell John this afterwards, but I felt like then we, we kind of pulled out. But I think had we have stayed there, like there was actually more the Lord wanted to do. Um, and I know we felt that kind of like, oh, we need to get up to the team. Oh, they're waiting for us. Um, but you could feel the presence of the Lord there. You could feel the anointing. And, and it was like we prayed for a few other people there. And, and I think had we have just lingered, it was like the Holy Spirit was just moving right there. And so I just... Not that we messed up, but I felt like even afterwards, I was like, oh, you know what? I think we could have just, it's that waiting on the Lord yeah. in where he is and allowing him to just to finish everything that he wants to do. And then I think you feel that release. And I almost felt like we left before the release, um, that there may have been one or two more that either we're going to get, um, you know, saved or healed or just, just a touch from the Lord. And uh, so I think... The lesson there is just wait and allow him to finish what he wants to do. And just, it's that having that dove on your shoulder and just be listening to the Spirit at all times. Uh, yeah. Hold on, you got to speak into a mic because they can't hear you online. Uh oh, hold on. There you go. Anyway, I, no, I just wanted to uh, confirm that. First of all, man, you got to laugh. <laughs> Uh, no, I just wanted to confirm that, like, the power of the Holy Spirit was so evident. So strong. These people weren't just being led through a prayer. They were weeping. 
yeah. where the power of God, the presence of God was all over. I did. I, I sensed the anointing over that place, and I, I felt the same way after we left. I was like, man, I feel, there was a guy on a motorcycle that I felt like, man, we could have reached him, but I was like, I don't want to get entangled and then not meet up with the group. I didn't know exactly how this was going and everything, but I was really impressed with the way the, the, you were very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. I was in a hurry, and I was almost annoyed that you were slowing down like this. I'm like, dude, we're trying to get in the car and go. So anyway, you and your wife are amazing like that. But anyway, it was a great time. I was teed up there for him to know. <laughs> Mike, something you said that I really liked is, uh, is you said you exchanged numbers with the guy that you prayed for. Um, that was something that in our group I, I didn't even think of until hearing you share that, that especially because he, he knew of the church. He's brought his kids here before. Um, and the way our, our prayer ended was I kind of prayed for him and he was like, yeah, he's like, I need to come back. I need to, I need to stop by. I need to come, which I thought, yeah, that's great. Like that's a win, but, <laughs> Good but luck. how much better would it have been if I had been like, yeah, and let me get your number or let me give you mine and, and encourage him, yeah, yeah. And encourage him, follow up with him, continue to pray for him, like all those different things. And so, which brings us into a great topic of, of discipleship, that we're not just going out to get some converts. We're not just going out to, to say some nice prayers. We're really wanting to bring people on, on the journey of, of a relationship with Jesus, not just a decision to know Jesus. Yeah, that's really good. Do you want to talk about what those, what those steps look like? It's real simple. <laughs> I, I think sometimes, here's the thing, we were talking about this earlier, is... is uh, a lot of times in the church, what we do is we, we have a mindset that um, maybe we'll pray for them, but the whole goal is to get them to come into the church. And then maybe the pastors can work with them and disciple them and, and do all the things that they need to do. It's such a wrong model. And it's, it, it's something that, that we have, I think, as pastors, as leaders of churches, of all churches, this is what we've kind of set up. And we've set us up for failure. Because... If we really are going to see revival happen, there is no way 12 pastors at the Rock are going, to, are going to be able to handle, you know, thousands of people coming into the kingdom, which is what we're going to see. And, and so the only way it's going to work is, with, is restructuring things in the part of the wineskin is that, that, that each one of us, we are to disciple. And, and it, it, it is, it's an inconvenience to us to disciple I'll say it. It's, and, and I know that, yeah, you have to die to yourself. You have, but, but there's an inconvenience in if I give him my number, he might text me a lot. He might call me. I might have to deal with this guy for a while. Wait, are you saying if you give him your number, he might use it? <laughs> he might actually use it, okay. which we don't want to happen. We hope they lose it right away and never call us again. No, but I think, I mean, we laugh. But there's something to that. I think sometimes we, um, like in the moment, it's awesome and we pray for someone. But, but how many times do we say, I'm going to follow up with you. Let me get your number. I'll give you mine. And, and then actually follow up and say, how are you doing? Can I continue to pray for you? Can I? And, and it's not necessarily that you have to like, you know, blast your number out to every person you say hello to. But I would encourage you that those that just... I think that, that the Lord's just stirring your heart. I, I mean, I gave my number out just in, that, in, in, the, uh, in the gas station. I gave my number out to that guy, and I got his number. Not only did I just give it out, because a lot of times, you know, they're like, you give a number out, and they're like, oh, I don't want to call him. I met him once, but, but I want to grab his number as well. So I'll give him the opportunity to call me, but then I'm going to call him and follow up with him. And so I'm, uh, I have a great friend from, from uh, um, Turkey, Called Yux, his name's Yuxel Karada, and he's got this strong Turkish accent. And he's such a, uh, he loves just sharing his testimony. He has an amazing testimony. And, um, but what he does is he'll, he'll go up to people, and after he, he'll talk to them, um, he'll say, do you have a phone? Which, of course, 99% of people go, yeah. He'll go, good. Give me your number. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not, you know, what do you do? You're like, oh, okay, here it is. And he gets people's number, and he calls them back. And, and I mean, he's always discipling, like, five or six people, like, you know, like that week. And he'll call people in and say, hey, come in and meet. And, and like, he'll 
gather them together and, and meet and pray with them and share the gospel with them more and just encourage them. And, and, and I, I just want to encourage us that there's actually nothing more valuable than, than, than raising up children. We're in, a, we're in a time, it's an Isaiah 55 time, where, um, or 54, Isaiah 54, where it's just this is the season of enlarging the tents, of stretching these tent curtains. The, the tent curtains wide, or the, the and uh, tent pegs, tent pegs wide, stretching the tent wide. It's fine. You guys know what I mean. It's getting bigger. Stretching the house, <laughs> getting the house bigger. But it talks about the barren woman right before then, and just says that then that there's a great joy. And I feel like like there is this is the season where we're actually we're stretching things out, and and uh, but stretching. We we're talking. Anna and I were talking about this, like in a birthing process. It's painful. It's, it's not like, oh, this is great. Stretching sometimes hurts. Uh, but I believe, like, we have a lot of mothers and fathers now in the house, and we, it's time for the children. It's time to see these, the new believers come in. But like, like Andrew said, these aren't converts. These are spiritual sons and daughters. It doesn't matter how old they were. I mean, I, this guy was, what, probably 65, something, and... and uh, but he's a spiritual son. Like, he's someone that, that, man, he's new to the faith. He doesn't know Jesus that well. He doesn't understand the Scriptures. And, and now it's like, hey, I can walk alongside him. And um, So I, I just want to encourage you in that, that don't, don't rely on the leadership of the church and don't be like, well, here, just call the, call the church and, and we hope you show up. Uh, but follow up with these people as you're, as you're going through life and get numbers. And I'll tell you, I think these are... This is the family of God, and uh, how awesome is it that we can be fathers and mothers? We can help raise people up and, and come alongside them, and they need encouragement, especially new believers. This is the thing is when you look at, um, like, the sower and the seed, man, how, you were talking about this morning, and why don't you hit that Luke 8? And just Yeah, I was, I was looking at this this morning, and this was just in my daily reading. I wasn't trying to, to go there, but in Luke 8, and... Of course, Matthew 13 is the, the parallel, but um, Je- as, he expl- as Jesus explains the parable of the, the sower and the seed, of course, the seed's the word of God, and the first place it, it falls is on the path, and it actually says that the devil is actively engaged in opposing our evangelism, and to those that hear the word, but... It stays on that path, and it says the devil snatches it so they can't put belief into the word. And, and then the next one is the one that, that believes in the word and, and, this, and with joy, and it, it takes root a little bit, but it, the roots don't grow deep, and therefore, in a time of testing, they fall away. That's the new believer in yeah. both of those settings. It is... They got to hear the word, but then we actually have to come alongside them. I love how Mike used this um, this picture because we've been getting this word about we're locking shields as a uh, as soldiers going into battle. Well, we can actually, you know, I, I don't know how this works theologically, but we can actually kind of put our shield of faith up for these people as we're preaching the gospel, as we're developing relationship, as they're hearing the word, so that they can put their faith in the word. And then we can teach them how to let those roots go deep through prayer, through a relationship with the Holy Spirit, through the word of God, mm. through Sermon on the Mount Christianity. And, and those roots begin to go deep. And then we can be with them in their first times of testing so they don't fall. Yeah. So that They're tree not doesn't fall over. That's where you give them the cell phone number. That's why you give them the cell phone. And I love that Fabian did that. Fabian is, she talked with this girl for an hour, and then they're getting coffee or they're getting lunch. They're getting back together, and they're starting that conversation again. Something else on that, that idea of, you know, the, the enemy would love to come and, and steal away that word before there's belief um, I, I definitely see that for, for the new person that we're praying over that doesn't know God. But I even felt some of that in my own life on Sunday. Um, while we were in a time of prayer, I had gotten this like word of knowledge for someone, um, which doesn't happen to me a lot. And so it was kind of like, oh, that's really neat. I went up to them afterwards. I talked with them. It was kind of confirmed. I had this great prophetic word that the Lord gave me that went along with it. And I was like, wow, that was really great. 
But then later on during the day, it felt like there were still these lies that were trying to say like, oh, you, you didn't really hear God. Like you just, you know, put that together and you deduced that and you surmised that and you concluded that and, and that wasn't really hearing from the Lord. And so even, even for our own lives, there's still this need for the shield of faith, the full armor of God to say, no, like I did hear from God. And so if you went out on Sunday morning and, and, and you thought you heard something, but later on there was some doubt of, well, maybe I missed God or maybe I didn't do it right. I, I want to encourage you, you, you did. More than likely you did hear God. And, and it's just this wrestle of, but his voice sounds a lot like my thoughts or his voice sounded a lot like just an impression and it wasn't super clear and, and I'm not 100% confident. That's okay. That's still the element of faith at work in hearing the, the, the voice and the direction of God and the Holy Spirit. And so I'd encourage you that, that just in the same way that, that these new believers or these new people might, might hear and then wrestle with, oh, did, did that prayer really mean anything? Or, oh, did, did that person, were they really genuine? Or, or did God really send them? Sometimes we might be wrestling with, oh, was I really supposed to show up to this park? Or, oh, was I really supposed to sit on this bench? Or did, did that really go the way that God wanted it to go? And, and the answer is yes. Yeah, and just to that, one quick thing. I, I think, actually, you can, you can confirm that you actually heard from the Lord when you hear those doubts. Because that's just the enemy trying to, to, to steal something, to pull something out. It's not your own mind going, oh, man, I can't believe it. It's, that's the enemy. And so in that, you just go, oh, thanks, because that actually confirms it. Like, when, when you get that, you can just take that as confirmation that, yeah, I heard from the Lord, and the enemy really didn't like that. <laughs> Any questions in the room? Yeah. Thoughts? Even like lessons learned that maybe you had? I'll, while you guys think Sorry, of that, I'll know. give one lesson learned that, that I'm, that the Lord's teaching me in this season. Um, so we've shared some successes. This is, this is something I've failed at two times, but I feel like the Lord's teaching me something. Um, we were at the outlet mall, I guess it was, it was on, it was last Saturday, and I had family in town, and, and, and we were kind of like, well, let's go to the outlets, they're open, and you know, just what you do with some family. Well, there was this group of young kids walking around, and one of, uh, there was a girl in the group, and she had a cane and something was wrong with her leg. And I just had this impression that uh, I should pray for her. But all the doubts around it, you know, it's like, okay, she's with her friends. I got to, like, get <laughs> into the midst of these people and started to, you know, play with me. And, and, and then I'm with my family and it would inconvenience them. You're not thinking through all these things totally, but they're just little, you know, little thoughts that are running through your mind. So I didn't pray for her called excuses. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, and then after we went out on Sunday, I actually, I came back to the church uh, and, and ate some lunch and was praying and, and in the word. And I had that impression that I needed to go back out. Well, I, I went back out for a time and actually had a really cool encounter with a family. Um, but after that, I was walking back to my car, and this, this man walked out in front of me, and he had a cane as well, and, and I had the thought, again, of, I should probably pray for this guy, but again, he was carrying pizza boxes, well, he was carrying a thing, he was uh, carrying a bag, and his wife was carrying like four or five boxes of pizza, and they were getting into the car, and so it was that, again, that excuse of it would inconvenience them, and and so I walked away from that going, there's two times there's been someone in my path with a cane or with a crutch, and I haven't prayed for them. And I just began to talk to the Holy Spirit about it. Holy Spirit, I, I need future boldness. I need future grace that when I see that, because it just feels like he's putting them in my path and I'm not stepping out and praying for them. So I begin to pray for the, the future boldness. So I call them like the preemptive prayers, you know. You're being tempted by something. Then in the moment you're not being tempted by it, you ask for strength not to give in to temptation, you know. Same thing with this. I'm asking for boldness now 
that when he does bring that person in front of me again, that I would have the boldness to pray for them. And Mike said a great uh, statement. He's, we were talking about this today. He was like, yeah, if you knew they were going to be healed, you would go and pray for them, you know? And it's that little bit of doubt in my mind of like, what if the Lord doesn't heal them, you know? But I think for me, the next step is in that. I've never seen, you know, a lame leg healed, but in that, how am I ever, how is that ever going to happen if I don't step out in faith and lay my hands on, anyway, so yeah. you, you guys know what I'm saying. So I'm just trying to grow in that in this season. Come on up, come on up, yeah. yeah. And how much of an inconvenience would it be if you got healed? All right, it's like, well, you inconvenienced him, like, you know, because he had to sit there and wait while you prayed for him, oh, yeah. but he got healed. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd usually be all right with that. Oh, here, wait, I don't think, it, I think it's muted. Uh, no, while you were talking and everything, there's a scripture that says perfect love casteth out all fear. And I think sometimes, you know, when, when we have that fear, when we're approaching someone to go minister to them or pray for them or whatever, uh, that, that hesitancy uh, could work like a, like a symptom, uh, like, like, like we could read that as a symptom of, you know what, maybe I'm not operating out of the love of the Holy Spirit. Maybe I'm operating out of my own love mm-hmm. or, or my own self um, you know, generated compassion or something. And so maybe if we just stop and say, you know, Holy Spirit, I want your love to flow through me right now. And that, that, that should eradicate and move out all fear from that situation to where we're, we're, we're operating out of a, a, a pureness. And, 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 the, and then it gives room for the Holy Spirit to just do amazing things. You know, that's just a thought anyway. That's but, good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I just want to encourage everyone. I was so encouraged and blessed by so many of you and your yes. I just felt like the Lord is just so pleased with us. We're all just saying yes to we don't know what. And God is so pleased with that. And I I think even if you were hesitant and didn't go out last Sunday, try again. (laughs) Come with us. Just try it. Just say yes to him because... um, you know, his mercies are new every morning. Thank you, Lord. And there's always an opportunity. I think for me, it's been, you know, just going out. I, and, and it's good. I'm so thankful for it with my kids. But for me, I do try to just, in my normal life, I think it's probably because I'm a mom. And so I don't have, like, I'm always with children. And I homeschooled them for, like, 10 years, forever, it seemed like. So I always had them. So for me, it just... If I didn't do it while I was out and about, it was never going to happen, really, you know. Um, So even just the encouragement of just be aware, just say yes, just keep saying yes to him. And I'm so excited for us to go out again and to continue to build relationships as a church family and um, just overcoming by the word of our testimony. I was drawn again to the Samaritan woman, and it said that everyone believed all she did was share her story. And we're like, that just kind of messes with your theology. Like, what? How's that possible? She just shared her story in the whole town was saved. Um, but yeah, just the simplicities of that. Um, one of the stories, cause I haven't shared, but I'll share one story. Um, this man, I saw him, we were, we parked at home Depot in Denver because, um, a lot of the tents that they live in are just on the side of the road, um, very busy road. So we parked at the home Depot and I saw him, he was sitting under a tree and I thought, well, maybe he's Hispanic. I'm not sure. I speak Spanish, not perfect, but I do. So I went up to him and had a bag that Pastor Ed had given us, and it's just kind of like waters and Gatorade and all that fun stuff. And it was a hot day on Sunday, and I just kind of came and sat on the ground, you know, like knelt. He was sitting and said, would you like, you know, any water, any Gatorade? And he said yes to me in Spanish, and so I started to talk to him in Spanish, and Anyways, I asked him if he knew Jesus, and he said, yeah, I've known him um, for a while. And then one of the things I asked him, do you need healing? Any, do you have any pain? And he said to me in Spanish, solamente cosas del alma. And so that means only things of my soul. 
and I ju- it just like hit me so hard. Um, and long story short, he, he had a spirit of suicide on him um, and really needed to be encouraged and just told like, and I felt the love of the father for him and just like, there's hope, there's, there's more for you. And so just to be able to sit and I told him, you know, there's a story in the Bible um, where Jesus says, I saw you sitting underneath the tree. And I told him, I feel like he's saying this to you. Um, We could have been anywhere in Denver, and here we are in the parking lot. You're here sitting under a tree. And so I was just able to pray for him. And then my husband had been, like, across the street, crossed a really dangerous road (laughs) with my son um, to get to some more people. Um, So they they were coming back and saw me on the, you know, on the grass underneath this tree with this man. And he said, mi español es muy poquito. And... (laughs) That's Sean's Spanish. So it was really endearing, and he, and he just asked if we could pray for him. So we prayed in English, and my kids kind of came around him, and I'm like, this is my daughter, this is my daughter. And he just really received, and I, I felt so many times during our day that those spirits, they're being broken off, they're being pushed back, darkness is being pushed back. And mm-hmm. Revelations 4 just kept that scene that we see in heaven where our prayers are being filled in those bowls of heaven. And so I just want to encourage everyone that even if we had trouble finding people, so a lot of it, we were just praying in the neighborhoods. We were just like, Lord, we call out all the believers in this neighborhood. May they rise up. May they be the hands and feet in their city, in their home, in their neighborhood. Give them boldness. Give them courage. We were just like out loud praying in the car. Um, you know, because we couldn't find anyone. So we're like, okay, we take territory. We, we bless this city. We release your ministering angels here. We declare salvation and that the city will be yours. So I just want to encourage you that even if you hit, you know, these like pit stops where you're like, okay, what are we doing? This didn't turn out how I thought. Just start praying. Just know that your prayers, this is what's happening in heaven. They're being filled. The Lord is releasing angelic ministering angels. He is sending you there to take back that territory. And I just felt it like the darkness is being pushed back. And good job, like church family. I'm so blessed to walk alongside you Sorry, I'm getting emotional, but in just saying yes, just to say yes, there's so many, so many, everyone in the scripture that the Lord moved powerfully through just said yes to him. Mary, you know, the mother of Jesus, Moses, and they had dialogue with him. The Lord's not afraid of us pushing back, but, but just say yes. I just want to implore you and to just say yes one more time tomorrow the next day not it be on Sundays but it's fun that we get to do it together and be encouraged together and run together but just say yes to him on a daily basis and generations are being changed it's so fun to see the young people and the children they're growing in boldness they are watching you they're paying attention their their faith is growing and they're seeing the goodness of god i conversations with my children of like god doesn't care if you live in a mansion or on the side of the street he sent jesus to shed his blood for his body to be broken for all of us And that just stirs such a love for Jesus and getting to know him more in all of us. But I think especially for the other generation, they want to see the gospels real, that we believe it and we're willing to go. And so I just want to encourage us, just just keep saying yes. Amen. Mm. Amen. (laughs) That's great. The other thing, even along with the yes, I think it's, Ask of me, and I'll give you the nations as your inheritance. And and a lot of times we've been I've been realizing is is like I'll hear Marcus and he'll be like Yeah, the night before I just I prayed for this, and then the next day like the Lord did it or or Andrew like I'm hearing people saying I've I've asked the Lord for something, and like it's not like months out that something happens. He says He's the Lord of the harvest. And, and we're to ask, it says ask for the laborers, but I believe just asking for the opportunity, um, and, and I believe they're going to be right in front of us. I just want to tell you another quick story, which is really cool. This was just last night. Um, I was trying to get out of here, and uh, 
It was a long day. Started with an elder meeting at 6.15 in the morning. So it's like 9 o'clock at night, and I'm still like, ah, like I'm just, it's one thing after another, and I, and I can't get out. And finally, at 9 o'clock at night, I, I'm walking out to my car, and, uh, and I see somebody driving in 9 o'clock at night, and they kind of drive in, and there's a few guys out. They're sitting right outside, and they're doing a Bible study together as I'm walking out. And uh, so they kind of turn and then turn the other way and park over kind of by the youth side. And uh, so I'm like, well, that's weird. And so I just I get in my car, and I'm like, well, I'll just head over there and find out what's going on before I leave. So I drive over and get out of my car, and it's this, this young lady who's, who's sitting there, and I can see she's, she's really been, been crying. And, uh, and so... Um, I'm like, hey, what's going on? And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll go. I'm like, no, no, like, tell, like, what's going on? And she just started to, to open up and share. She's like 19 years old and just going through some really difficult times and really difficult things. And I don't know where her mind was right there or what was she was thinking, but it, it, wasn't, it wasn't good. I could just see, like, the turmoil and the things happening. And, uh, and I said, how did you, you know, how did you get here? She goes, I don't even know how I got here. She's like, I live up like north of here a ways, and uh, I just started turning one way, turning the other way, and uh, I, didn't, I didn't even know there was a church down here. And uh, I got down this drive, and I realized I couldn't really turn around until I got to the end, and then, and then, and then I saw this cross, and so I just, like, as, I was, as she was driving, she goes, God, I need you to answer me. I need you to actually do something right now. And, uh, and then here she literally, the Lord leads her to the, to the church, and she pulls right in front of the cross over on the other side, and, and I, here I am coming out two hours later than I planned to um, at that moment as she drives in. And, um, and so I get to talk with her. Um, I call my wife because it was like I, I got to pray over her, and just, and, but I said, hey, are you okay? If, if my wife comes down, can she just talk to you and, and just minister to you? And she's like, yeah, that's fine. Are you sure? And I was like, yes. I call my wife, put her on the speakerphone. She comes down a few minutes later. Uh, she brings her into the church and, and just gets to minister to this girl. It's just, this is in the moment, I think. This is this oppor- these opportunities that we have. Um, long story short, uh, through a, just a, after going through things for about an hour, she leads her to the Lord. And uh, she didn't know Jesus. And, uh, and now she's going to she's gonna come and she's actually going to help serve with, with uh, the things we do on Friday and Saturday as we, as we have the food bank. And she's going to just come and we're going to get to, it's an opportunity for us. As we, she gets to come do that, we get to minister to her even more. Because she's a new believer, didn't know Christ, thought that she, it was all based on works and, and her, I think is her, somebody in her family had told her that, because of all the wrongs she did, she's going to be stuck in purgatory for a while, and she's going to have to get cleaned up. She goes, she goes, it's kind of like when you go to church and you're dirty and in shorts or something, you can't actually go in. You have to get cleaned up first so that then you can look nice before you can go into the church. And my wife was like, oh, dear Lord. <laughs> let me just, let me start at square one. But, but but it was just the, it's just these opportunities. I feel like as we begin to ask for these things, um, they're going to present themselves. They're going to be right in front of us. And it's not, again, it's not the converts. These are people that we get to spend the rest of our lives with. They're going to be people in eternity. So don't just go, well, hey, good luck to you. Man, like we have to fight for them. As Marcus was saying, as we were talking about earlier, we are their shield. We are their shield of faith. When this thing starts out, man, the enemy would love to steal them back. And, uh, and this is where we not only bring them <laughs> to Jesus, but then we become their shield to fight alongside them until they're able to stand on their own, until they have their own shield, and then and they can begin to fight for others. So I just want to encourage you. This is part of discipleship, that it's actually being the shield for them. Um, kind of walking alongside them. And when, man, when the enemy start, tries to come in, that you go, no, 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 I got you covered. I'm going to cover you. And you might be bringing a few others alongside, but it's that, uh, it's the, Roger, what's it called again? 
Testudo, thank you. I've asked them like 10 times now. I should have this down. <laughs> it's called the Testudo, and it's that, it's that where the shields lock, and, and they're above, and they're in front, and they're on the side, and that's that shield of faith. It's, it's really cool. We were in this. We were praying in this this morning, and, and you know, we've been talking about the wineskins and how the wineskin that the Lord has us in and that we're to have is a wineskin that's actually uh, interwoven with the Holy Spirit, which requires that oil to be con- continually in the wineskin to keep it uh, being flexible. And the moment that you, you pull the oil out, it becomes a rigid wineskin. And the moment we take the, the, the Holy Spirit out of the wineskin, it, it, it's an old wineskin. And in the same way, when you go back and you look at the, the Roman shields, they were actually these leather shields. They were layers of leather, uh, but it was required that they were continually oiled. Uh, and, and that even that the, the soldiers would carry some oil with them so that they could continually oil their shields. And again, it's that it all comes down to the Holy Spirit, that, that in our shields, it's the shield of faith, but it requires the Holy Spirit. It's, it's that, uh, that he's the one that gives us that grace to actually have that shield of faith that we can walk in. Um, and it's the same thing with the, with the wineskin, that it's, it's by the Holy Spirit. It's, 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 the, it's the Holy Spirit that, that allows us to... to to have the new wineskins where, where God's actually, there's new wine being poured out. There's, when you go through scriptures, when you, it's in like, uh, it's in Joel, it's in Amos. There's, it, it talks about the, the new wine. You never hear about like God's pouring out old wine. He's actually always pouring out new wine, which requires a new wineskin. So we can never allow these wineskins to get old. We can never remove the Holy Spirit from the things that we're doing and, and, and just and work with methods and, and, uh, and, and, and books. Uh, like, here's how you do it. Here's your equations. Uh, it is, there's techniques, but it is all about allowing the Holy Spirit to move. So, amen.